Welcome to Free Talk Live, another live Saturday episode for you. If you want to join us here, or you can just listen, we're fine with that. Uh, but if you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. Uh, I'm sorry, what? I wasn't listening. Who are you? Oh, I'm the captain. Okay, good. I think. Uh, last time I checked, that was true. So. All right, thanks. You thanks for checking. Be. You better be. I'm at least a captain. <laughs> Otherwise, captain. you know, trademark infringement. I keep watching these science fiction shows, and, you know, because it's all, like, outer space-based, like, everybody's like, well, you're the captain, and like, there's all these phrases about the captain, and the captain said, and the captain didn't do this, and the captain that, and the captain the other thing. And How does that make you feel? I don't know, man, because, like, I don't have a spaceship. I do refer to my car as my <laughs> shuttlecraft, though. Close enough. Yeah, so. All right, so you can join us. You can bring up anything coming up. Uh, Peakless Mountaineer is going to talk about some economic stuff like uh, increasing prices, the uh, federal government gang admitting that Bitcoin is competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can talk about those things. Plus, I want to start tonight with a video that has leaked out uh, from the, and I don't know if you really call it a leak. I mean, they're letting people have cell phones in the quarantine camps in Australia. Now, right. have you guys seen any of this footage? Uh, well, I yeah. don't know which video you're speaking Any of. of it. I, I there's saw multiple videos. I saw a bunch of it where there's people protesting against the concentration camps, for lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, and then I've I'm seen about some video from inside yeah, the camps. I've seen some where uh, people are inside the camps and going, "See, it's just like Club Med in here. Look at how fun it is. We uh-huh. have games and you know, blah, girls blah, blah. in bikinis. Yeah, have girls you seen in the bikinis. Photos? Yeah, where like they have a mask on. So gross. You know, it's the, so like, one on each boob and then also one on the face or whatever. I'm like, really? That's dumb. It's like the least. It, it's not attractive at all to be. You know. You might have a nice body, but you got a mask on, so it's well. Like, how else are they this. supposed to triple mask? Think about <laughs> it. <laughs> so uh, there's a, there's actually a fairly long video that has now come out, and and we were playing some of these videos weeks and like months ago, where they first announced that they had these uh, quarantine camps. They weren't being used then, like they are now. In the past. These quarantine camps in Australia were being used only for travelers, people who were coming in mm-hmm. to Australia, who were coming back. They had locked out anyone who was an interna- international traveler who didn't originally hail from Australia. But people who were from Australia were allowed to return to Australia. They just had to spend 14 days in one of these camps. Right. So that was the original use. That was the first use. Of course, you know. And we were sure that they were never going to expand the use beyond that. Because that never happens with government programs. Never. They, they don't expand government yeah. programs. They decrease. I mean, governments are getting smaller all the time. And they just create a program and it goes away, right? Exactly. And no. now they use it for teens who love vegetables. You know, I mean, that's why we don't have speed limits. <laughs> you know, quarantines. Now that's why. Wow. Oh, Damn, I wish I had like a drum yeah. uh, rim shot, they call that, right? Yes. So uh, now they've expanded the use of, as you would predict, these quarantine facilities to include people who have come down with COVID and anyone who has come into contact with that person who has come, who has come down with COVID. So it doesn't matter if you did not catch COVID. So long as you can be shown to be in contact with the person, so you work with them, you live next door to them, or whatever, you're in the same household, you're in the same school, whatever. You, you sidled up to them at the urinal. Yeah, you walked by them somewhere, <laughs> you know? Uh, and it, I'm sure that these laws will be equally applied to the people in power as to everyone else. 
Right. I'm just totally I sure that I detect a hint uh, of sarcasm yeah. in your voice. I'm just so man. certain that if someone, you know, with COVID or who was close to someone with COVID walked into a government building, they'd all put themselves in the camps, yeah, too. Right in the exact same camps oh, as yeah. the rest of the people. Oh, sure. So I just got this video here from uh, Unheard is the website, I guess, that's hosting it. It's about two minutes long, and it is an interaction with a woman who's on the front porch of one of these facility, you know, like, they basically look like manufactured housing. And in fact, the some of these camps, or at least this one, I think, Howard Springs, was originally not built by the government for, like, this purpose it was like a corporate thing for like miners or something like that to, to live in some number of years ago and now the government is basically renting it hmm. from that uh, that corporation that said they are building some from scratch as well so that is happening too but uh, so i suspect the ones they're building are going to be even more institutional and even oh God, more yeah. prison-like than this one is uh, but here's what happened to this lady on her front porch as she's confronted by at least three blue masked like smock wearing dressed up you know goons here these essentially jail guards and this interaction could just as well happen as you will hear in any jail institutional facility around the the planet here it is so so what's what's the guy so this i'm gonna give you a warning yeah it's an official warning that you have to stand above and obey the rules while you get yes and that's we have to go the rules again i don't care you have to stay in your bunk and obey all the rules, okay? Here's an official warning. Now, she's going to ask some questions. You go to the laundry? You're allowed to go to the laundry, but you've got to wear a mask, yeah? Yeah, righto. Yeah. And you definitely can't go up to the fence anywhere else. But you're allowed to go to the laundry, yeah? That's always been the case, yeah? Right, so if I was sitting just here, which is right near the fence, why are these guys in a cabin that's right near the fence? It makes no sense, does it? Yeah, but you can't leave your balcony to go to the fence to talk to somebody else. That's obvious, yeah? So if I Again, had that balcony... So there's, we always, there has to be lines everywhere drawn, yes? Yeah? Listen, lady, there's lines we've drawn and you must stay within them. That's basically what this conversation is about. She apparently... All human behavior must be controlled. Yeah, she apparently decided at some point to walk down from her porch onto this completely vacant path. The only other person around is somebody else sitting on their front porch over across this you know fairly lengthy or this large width path there's no one around basically but apparently she decided she was going to go walk over to the fence maybe have a conversation with another inmate and they're saying no 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 you you can't do that the rules say you got to stay on your porch unless you're going to go to the laundry and one of the lines is you cannot leave your balcony and you cannot go to someone else where it makes no sense, where it doesn't seem right to you, that is the line, and that's what the law is there, yeah? and that's how it goes, yeah? The law. What a choke. I think it's interesting that he keeps saying, yeah, yeah. It's like he wants her to agree. He just wants her to agree with he, him. Yeah, the, he sounds a lot like... Well, it's um, obvious that you can't make your own decisions, yeah? Yeah, that's right. He, yeah, he sounds like a lot like a guy who's unsure of his own statements because he's giving the answer that he wants the person he's talking to to give back to him. Yeah. There's a law that says that. direction, yep. There's a show direction, yeah. And how the behavior must be done, especially in this area, because it's much more highly infectious and likely to have infected people, yeah? Highly infectious when all of us people are negative. So so far, the risk is still very high, yeah? (laughs) (laughs) So she's referring to the fact that everyone around her, because they can still, like, talk across you know, the hallway from one another in the this prison facility. And they've probably all told each other, yeah, I tested negative. Yep, 
So everybody around here has tested negative, but whoa, the risk is still present. You must follow all the facility rules. It, it's, it's the story of the immaculate infection. Oh, nice. <laughs> the immaculate infection. I well, love it. Well, it did have to start somewhere, right? <laughs> Just while you're here, can we just do that? Otherwise, the next time it's a $5,000 fine. We don't want to do that. It's a $5,000 fine, $5, fine if what? Fine. If, if, if you breach again. If, if I walk out onto that path. Without your mask on, for no reason, I wouldn't If I cross that yellow line. Saying that you've broken the rule. That I've broken the rule, I will be issued with a $5,000 fine. That's correct. Right. Okay. I could have, we could even do that now, but we're giving the warning first. See, they're just so That's nice. That's so nice Aww. of them. Yeah. Aww, I mean, you know, they, they've kidnapped you and have arbitrary, nonsensical rules that they are kind of admitting mm, don't make any sense. Yeah, he actually does admit to that. Free Talk Live's a great radio show, yeah? Look, there's a rule here. <laughs> there's a line here. Okay, what the rules are, you got to do it. Yeah? You know? Yeah? 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 Got it? They're just so kind. Have so generous. It's a big fine. thing, No. You're not just doing the right thing. You're doing what you're told. He might have said the Reich thing. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to continue here. There's a little bit more to this video of a woman being confronted for just simply taking a little stroll in the the prison. The Australian quarantine camp known as Howard Springs. It's one of some number. I don't know how many of these things they have. They are building these things elsewhere. Uh, There's got to be lines everywhere, yeah? Yep. And if you cross them... Five thousand dollar fine. Yeah. What happens if you don't pay it? They'll kidnap you to a, a less good place. I think so. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. You can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. Yeah. Yeah. It's Free Talk Live. Number for you. By the way, Free Talk Live, brought to you by Give Directly. We're raising funds for Give Directly, which is the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. They locate recipients in need and use mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. Wait, what's extreme poverty? Is that like, like poverty, Kenya. poverty fueled by like Mountain Dew? Or no, I, I doubt they have access to uh, to Mountain Dew. We're talking about like some of the most poor places okay. in Kenya, right. uh, where a little bit of cash can make a big difference in somebody's life. And Give Directly has, in the last decade, given over four hundred million dollars to over a million people. Nice. And research shows that giving cash to people in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives, like employment, nutrition, health, and education. In addition, cash allows individuals to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away to choose for them. Isn't that what you would prefer? So if you agree, then Free Talk Live is matching your donations to give directly, and uh, we're doing that up to $30,000. So if you're feeling generous this holiday season, get over to give.freetalklive.com. You can help those areas plagued by drought, floods, food insecurity, etc. There may not be a better way to help families in these needy areas of Kenya. It's give.freetalklive.com. We're going to continue here with the video that has come out from one of the concentration camps, I mean quarantine facilities quarantine. in Australia, where it's comfortable there. You get good food, you get access to your cell phone, and you just get to chill out for a couple of weeks, even if you don't have COVID. And before you do know they, it, do you're they back bring in like normal. hookers and blow too? Or I mean, 
You know, I don't how, think so. How Club Med is it? No, I don't think you're not allowed to actually have visitors. I don't think. No conjugals. Yeah, not even the people next door. You can't. Uh-huh. You can't cross the yellow line, and that's what these guards are talking to. Uh, one of the women who's, uh, you know, an inmate, basically, in this facility, she's sitting out on the front porch, and they approach her to let her know that she's going to be charged $5,000 fine for going outside of her little zone. Now, she's not behind bars per se, but I suspect there is a fence. Indeed, there's a story about some teenagers who scaled that fence and escaped the facility and then the police came after yeah, them. Yeah, so, I, I saw part of that story. So here's what I'd like to know. How did they construct this in just such a way that two COVID-negative people are still at risk to give each other COVID? Two COVID-negative people? Yeah, that's what, you, that's what she was saying. It's like, well, we've all tested negative. I think she's referring to everyone around her. Right, exactly. Yeah, so more so, than two. So how is it that, that two people who don't have a disease getting close together can spontaneously manifest this disease. Listen, you just don't understand. The rules must be followed. It's all about safety. And the unvaccinated are the dangerous people here. They're the ones who don't have the disease, so therefore they're the most dangerous. You can't have inmates going around acting like they have more privileges than the other inmates, because there may be some inmates who actually do have COVID. Also, And so you can't just have them getting ideas. You can't just quarantine sick people. You apparently you can quarantine perfectly healthy people, and they're doing just well. That. Not only can you, you have to. But I mean, if these quarantines were just for the sick, that wouldn't be fair. I have not spent any time in a minimum security prison, but from what you've described in this story so far about this quarantine camp, it seems like it's already worse than a minimum security prison. Because in a minimum security facility, you can have conversations with other people. Oh, you can have conversations. Kind of you just can't walk over to them. You have to shout at them across the way. You're not allowed to walk down this uh, path, basically. And somebody so if, she, if she wants more freedom, she should really cross that line, refuse to pay the fine, and then get put in a minimum security uh, <laughs> situation where she She'll can actually talk freedom. to people. Let's uh, go on here with the video, and then we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. 603-283-6160 is the number. Like I said, I'm not here to fight with you. Yeah. I don't want to fight with you. Yeah. I just want everybody to do the right thing, and yeah. unfortunately, it's my job to make sure they do. I don't think the ins and outs have got nothing to do with me. I'm just here to make sure the rules are here. Hey, look, I'm just doing my job, okay? And I, why don't you just make this whoa, easy? Whoa, 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 no. Not my job. The right thing. Mm. I'm just making sure people do the right thing. Well, if he didn't think it was the right thing, he wouldn't presumably wouldn't work there. Mm, well, is that really true? I mean, okay, like he just admitted uh, in our last segment mm-hmm. that these rules make no sense. That's true. Mm-hmm. But so the, the right thing to do is things that don't make sense. <laughs> and unfortunately, as he stated himself, it's his job yeah. well, to that, make sure it, that you do the right thing. If that's what gets in the paycheck, then it's the right thing for him. Hmm. Let me go on here. There's a little bit more. <laughs> so what did that experience make you think? Like what? What was your feeling about being in that situation with those people in control of your every movement? Oh, it's horrible! It's a horrible feeling. You feel like you're in prison. You feel like you've done something wrong. It's inhumane what they're doing. Like you, you are so small. You, they just overpower you, and you're literally nothing. That's the uh, and so there's obviously a bit of a uh, an interview with the the young woman there, uh, and and we know that from the original uh, iteration of this camp where it was just 
exclusively limited to people who are coming into Australia who yeah. were from Australia. Now, of course, expanded anyone that gets sick and anyone who contacts people who uh, who get sick. But we uh, we know that if you violate the rules while you're in the camp, they can also, of course, extend your stay. So it's not just necessarily that you're there for 14 days and that they could hit you with a $5,000 fine. They could just decide, well, you've gone out of your little cell and now you could have contracted COVID. So therefore, we're going to have to keep you for another week or another two weeks or another month. I mean, they can do whatever they want to do. And if you try to leave, then the police will come after you, as we'll see here with uh, the teenagers in just a moment. But let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Dustin is on the line in Kansas. You're on Free Talk Live. Dustin. Oopsie, firefighters on post, FOP. I, I was hoping to, huh? to get the people's warning to to tell your politician, don't let Joe in, punish Russia for the ways that we had no reason being in Kuwait nor Vietnam, but for the people to tell their politicians to, to, to try not to have Joe Biden escalate the war over there in Russia, this is good advice. Ukraine. I uh, I would agree with this. I heard something about, I think uh, allegations from Ukraine government that uh, the Russian troops are amassing outside their border or something like that. So there could be a bit of a uh, tinderbox uh, situation hmm. arising there. And Biden had made some sort of statement about doing something about it. So I have to agree with Dustin here. Sometimes he's a, he's a kind of a bit of a loopy caller, but uh, he's he's making a coherent point here tonight uh thank you for the call dustin appreciate it and that is to say the u.s government should stay the hell out of whatever's going on well and i am honestly concerned that they are going to try and gin us into a war if not with russia then with china because i mean whenever they're about to attack someone they go on a long campaign of saying how horrible these people are what terrible things that i mean that there's no evidence that they've done it's pre-propaganda is what it is exactly and they've certainly been rattling that saber with uh, with russia for a while now Yep, so if you've heard more about what's going on over in Russia and you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. But if the U.S. government were to stay out of international conflicts, then we'd have a hell of a lot more wealth. Wouldn't one. that be lovely? Because uh, we wouldn't have to be blowing it up and you know spending it on bombs and stuff. It'd be nice to see a free trade agreement that said something like, you're free to trade with whoever you want. Yeah, that would be like freedom. Wow. Weird, huh? That's a crazy idea. 603-283-6160. More about the quarantine camps, the teenagers who made the great escape. What happened to them? From this very same facility, by the way. This is Free Talk Live. Episode of the show. Open phones if you want to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And Free Talk Live brought to you by Bitcoin.com. Ready to go learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash? Well, might be a good time to do it considering Bitcoin is down. It's on sale. Big time. Holiday sale. It scraped as low as $40,000, apparently, within the last, I think, 24 hours or mm-hmm. so. Yeah, a sub-50,000. Oh, yeah, right, right uh, one or two in the morning, it just plummeted all of a sudden within the span of, like, three minutes, maybe? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, like a 20% drop in the span of an hour or something like that. Uh, it is ironic, or not ironic, but I think anybody who's ever thought about perhaps throwing some money into some crypto 
uh, I would say a sub fifty thousand dollar BTC. Good time is a good time. I don't mm-hmm. think you're ever going to see it again. I don't know. We can't make predictions about what the future might did. hold, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going to go that far. It's not based on anything except my yeah. opinion, of right. course. But we we just can't make accurate predictions, <laughs> right? Who knows what's going to happen? But right now, we do know that it is below fifty thousand dollars for one Bitcoin, and that hasn't been the case for months and months. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, think I it would fall below fifty thousand again. You mean? Yeah. yeah. So good opportunity, certainly to go get started and learn more about it. Click on Get Started at the top of the page over at Bitcoin.com. There's videos there you can watch. That just If you're pressed for time, just watch the first one, three minutes, and you will have some of the basic concepts down, like you know what's decentralization and why is this stuff so different from the government money that we've been forced to use for so long. It's just an excellent way to get away from that. Uh, it's Bitcoin.com, and also their news site is excellent as well. It's news.bitcoin.com, updated daily with fresh stories from the world of cryptocurrency. We've been talking about the Australian quarantine camps, and there's more to say as some teenagers have escaped from the Howard Springs camp, the very same camp we were just playing audio from with some jail guards, basically. Uh, now, they don't look like jail guards. They've got medical smocks on and masks, but it's a, it's a medical jail, basically. Uh, we'll talk more about that, but uh, also in the news, apparently the Russian government gang is amassing troops with some saying as many as 175,000 troops being amassed near the Ukrainian border. And Pedreg's got some comments on that in New Mexico. Go ahead, Pedreg. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks yes, for taking sir. my call. What's on your mind? Uh, uh, 2013, I flew into uh, Odessa, Ukraine. The president of the Odessa of yeah, the Ukraine was flying out as I was flying in. Mm-hmm. They had the whole airport closed down. And his motorcade came in there flying 90 miles an hour, trying to get out, trying to get out of the Ukraine. Hmm. What I would recommend was that every American, and my passport's good till next year, August of 2022, that every American that wants to do something about the, the Russians amassing on the border is to fly into the Ukraine. They can say it's the Black Sea Hotel. Great place, great people, good markets. Can, what is that going to do about the Russians amassing on the border? When they see the Americans going to 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 the Ukraine, they'll know we're in the fight. Huh? Would they'll know what? They'll know that we are in the fight. You're saying people should go to Ukraine, and get, get shot, shot by the saying. Russian government, and then they that will what? Bring the U.S. military in. That's not going to get shot. We're not going to get shot by the Russian government. Okay. I'm, maybe I misunderstood what you said. I thought that's what you just said, is to fly into the Ukraine so you can get shot. What, what's the... You said no. fly into... Okay. What's going to happen to the Americans who go to the U, go to Ukraine? It's not the Ukraine. It's, if they go to Ukraine and then the Russian troops invade, what are you saying you the think... Russian troops won't invade. You, you can go as an American to the Ukraine on vacation, have a nice time, wander around. They take American dollars there, and you can have a really good time. You're saying this is a good time for a vacation, is to get on a, a plane and fly correct. into a potential war zone? That's correct. Okay, well, you know, for people that really want to take a, uh, a risky <laughs> vacation, I guess, you know, if that's what you're into... 
There's a lot of places like that around the world that I, are in high levels of potential conflict. I so. once wrote a song called Vacation with a Gun, but this is not what I had in mind. Thank you for the call, <laughs> Padraig. I appreciate it. I don't know if that's very good advice. I mean, for those that are the the adventuresome type and well, wouldn't mind being you know, caught in some crossfire, that might be a good place to go. Well, Padraig is caught up in the... You know, this we mentality when it comes to the United States of America, mm. right? Like, first of all, there is no we. There's just they. No, it's them. Yeah. The U.S. government they. gang. Yeah. Uh, and so for citizens, if you want to use that word, people who reside in the imaginary borders of the United States of America, for them to just decide to go over to the Ukraine, the Ukraine, go over to Ukraine. It's okay. And, and have, they might as well call it the Ukraine. Have, have a, you know, have a festival or, you know, a little vacation, whatever it is, when Russian troops are amassing. Nobody's going to do that. It's it's a horrible idea. I'm sorry, Padraig. Yeah, the only kind of person who would do that would be like a crazy thrill seeker person who, you know, wants to sign up for the U- Ukrainian military or something like that as a mercenary or whatever. Now, maybe if uh, the United States government wanted to station some, we'll call them civilian contractors, right? Some of these, oh, I don't know, Facebook fact checkers or uh, something like the post office workers who are monitoring your social media still, uh, if they wanted to send them over there. On some sort of a working vacation or something that might have the impact that I think Padraig is looking for, but you certainly think he's looking for an excuse for the U.S. military to get into the war. I think he's saying that that like yeah, U.S. citizens could enough, be used as a if there's shield. enough citizens, if there's enough U.S. citizens there, then it will deter Russia from, from uh, even from coming invading, in, right? Because mm. of which I think is well, I think it's completely unnecessary given that we're still in NATO. So, well, a story here from the Washington Post on this situation is that uh, tensions are mounting between Washington and Moscow over the potential Russian invasion of Ukraine. The U.S. intelligence has found the Kremlin's planning a multi-front offensive as soon as early next year involving up to 175,000 troops. According to an intelligence document obtained by the Washington Post, the Kremlin has been moving troops toward the border in Ukraine while demanding or of Ukraine while demanding Washington guarantee that Ukraine will not join NATO. And that the alliance will refrain from certain military activities in and around Ukrainian territory. Okay, I, I, I have to stop you there because this really disgusts me. That there is folks writing about these two governments having a disagreement of sorts, but no government is taking issue with the Nazi-style uh, implementations in Australia and other places, mm. right? Normally, in no, that's standard worldwide. It's like Australia is just leading the pack. That's what I'm saying. Like normally, if a country got out of hand with some sort of you know draconian Nazist uh, you know gulag style mm-hmm. you know anything implemented in, like other countries would, would say, well, we don't agree with that, and you know we actually want to stand up for those people. And well, now said, the, blah, now blah, blah. it's for your health, and now, Captain. So, it's okay. So, so nobody's standing up for that type of a thing, but yet no. we have this type of uh, a disagreement, if you will, right. between, say, the Russians and the Ukrainians and yep. or the U.S., where like th- there's no way that that should matter more. There's no way that that should matter more. Yeah, I get your point, uh, but unfortunately, the excuse this time is, well, it's for your health. They're, they're not. It's not a concentration camp. They're not putting people to death. They're trying to make sure people stay alive. It's all about health. I'm sure it has nothing to do with increasing government control whatsoever. No, no, no. This, that's just it's conspiracy theory. Nonsense. Clearly. 
the Russian plans in this case call for a military offensive against Ukraine as soon as 2022 with a scale of forces twice what we saw this past spring during Russia's snap exercise near Ukraine's borders. According to an administration official speaking on the condition of anonymity, saying further the plans involve extensive movement of 100 battalion tactical troops with estimated 175,000 personnel along with armor, artillery and equipment. Yeah, I find this whole report highly suspicious. You think that's not happening at all? I think that uh, I think that they are faking this report Mm -hmm. to give America a reason to officially get involved in this thing. Apparently, it includes satellite photos, which allegedly show the Russian forces massing in four locations. Oh no, I'm, I'm sure that they, I'm sure that they, I'm sure they probably do have increased troop levels there. But there's a difference between increased troop levels and a plan to invade. I mean, they, they had increased troop levels in like 2015, and they never invaded. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. You want to weigh in on Russia and Ukraine and the United States potentially being involved, or quarantine camps, or whatever's on your mind? Fun international news coming up. Free Talk Live, the number for you. If you want to join us here on this live Saturday episode, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. By the way, I want to say thank you to Curry, who is a Free Talk Live supporter via the AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. And right now, we're actually doing a special incentive and we hope that you would just join the AMPS program to help advertise, market, support, and promote Free Talk Live. That's kind of the point of the, the thing. But we got a little bonus. We're doing a, doing a BitBox giveaway. So we did one BitBox giveaway previously for people that would sign up for our social media platform uh, and follow us on Odyssey. And now we're doing it for those who sign up for the AMPS program, amps.freetalklive.com. You could win. The 100% open source hardware wallet for Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin. You can uh, get that from just joining the AMPS program. Now, again, we're, we're hoping you're going to do it just because you like you like what we do. But uh, it might be a nice little bonus for you, right? What's the uh, retail on one of these? About 150 bucks last okay. time I looked. Now, you can get your own over at box.freetalklive.com and save 5% using code FTL if you don't want to take your chances with the contest. But again, head over to amps.freetalklive.com and uh, be like Curry. He's a silver amp, uh, which means he's doing five bucks a month. That's all we ask for. And, and it helps us get Free Talk Live out there into more ears to hear uh, more people to hear the ideas of liberty. We continue, by the way, with you here tonight. It's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. Back to the phones. To the fun. John is on the line and listening in Dover, Delaware to WDOV. Go ahead, John. I actually moved. I'm in Camden, Delaware now, but that's cool. I'm glad you guys remember me. Um, anyway, yeah, you guys do realize that Russia has been invading and starving out the Ukraine since written history, right? Everybody knows that. I was going to say, it seems like deja vu. There is a long, ongoing conflict between those regions, for sure. I don't understand why everybody thinks we, the United States, has to always get involved in every single war around the world and be like the world police. I used to wonder that, too, until I saw Team America World Police by the creators of South Park. And while that is a comedy movie, it certainly drives the point home of what the belief 
is the indoctrination that has happened in the we're better facilities. We can. Yes. Yeah. It's our job. We're going to go in and save the world. We can't even save ourselves. Look right. what's going mm-hmm. on here, man. People need to wake up and realize that the problem is right here at home and stop looking out there. That's what they want you to do. Look over there. Look over there. Yep. Don't look over here. Nothing going on here, folks. These people are trying to kill us, bro. 100%. These people, these elites, they think we're unintelligent. They think we're in their way. We're, we're blocking traffic. We're making these people wait in line, and they just want to get rid of us. Point blank, point blank, zero. Am I right or wrong? Make sure you get those boosters. Mm. Yeah, you're right. right. Exactly. It's like, what are we on, the 15th shot now? And kids are dying, man. There's kids that are on basketball courts, perfectly healthy, athletic, 16-year-old kids, Dropping and dying of heart attacks, man. Yeah, and younger. Younger. Oh, yeah. And now now they're trying to now they're trying to pass off this idea of like, no, no, it's totally normal for young people to die of heart attacks. Well, they're also there's also headlines excusing it like, oh, it's pandemic heart attack syndrome or something like there's all these other. Oh, smoking cannabis is causing heart Uh, disease. It's PTSD from the lockdowns. That's another one. I'd have had nine heart attacks by now. Thanks, John, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. But yeah, the, the, this whole thing, like, it seems to me that any reasonable people, our number one priority would be this. Let's keep nuclear powers out of war with each other. Just all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, European nuclear powers, America, like, Russia. Let's keep all of these not at war with each other. Well, you know, the Constitution actually doesn't provide to have a standing military, with the exception of a Navy. Well, right? you can have it for a short period of time, and it just yeah. turns out that they just keep authorizing it over and over. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the thing to me about the, the jabs, right, the shots, is there's a whole bunch of people who have yet to get vaccinated mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons. Not quite half. The United but, States, according but to yet, official numbers. But yet the propaganda that exists from governments, not just the United States, but governments around the world, are trying to convince people who haven't gotten it to get the first one. Mm-hmm. And yet they're also trying to convince the people who've gotten one or two to get the third one. Yes. Now, that's and not fourth. very good evidence or very good. It doesn't feel like proper incentive for somebody who has not had one to for somebody to go, hey, you need to get the first one. Why? Because it works. Well, then why do I need a second one? Well, because that's just how it is. Well, then why do I need a third one? Well, because we said so. Well, no. The, the evidence well, is... the software update, don't the, you know? The, the mm-hmm. evidence is showing that not only was it ineffective, but... If you get it, you actually have a weakened immune system as yeah. a result of it. Well, and here's the thing. like the, the majority of the shots that people are trying to get are these, uh, I mean, they work on the spike proteins. And so not only does that not uh, protect you from any kind of variation, but it forces the virus to evolve in its infection ability. So instead of doing the normal thing where a, a virus slowly but surely becomes less deadly, this only increases its ability to infect people so that it becomes more infectious and more deadly as long as you keep getting these jabs. Oh, Micron, I think you're onto something. Right. Which, well, well, and that's the thing. So the Omicron variant is less deadly, which is 
what happens when you get one that's coming from Africa, where they have the lowest amount of vaccination? Mm. Because it's actually it's doing what viruses are supposed to do, slowly but surely evolving into a less virulent form. If you want to join the show, 603-283-6160. So back to the quarantine camps uh, in Australia, which, you know, uh, there are probably a lot of government gangs around the world watching this and salivating. Oh, you know they are. They're seeing the plan is working there in Australia, and they're just getting ready to do the same thing where you live. They're rubbing their hands together, drooling. Yeah. You people would take the vaccine, and we wouldn't wouldn't have to do this. Yeah. Now, I can, you said earlier that we can't predict things. I'm going to predict something. I'm going to predict that uh, these quarantine camps and these uh, measures uh, surrounding the word COVID aren't going away, aren't going away anytime soon. No. And They're building furthermore, them. furthermore, are going to be used for different diseases as the future progresses. Yeah, sure. Anybody who gets sick with anything. And they're going to right? be, oh, no, this thing's, it's super dangerous, guys. We right. got to, we got to put you all in quarantine. We got to lock yep. you down again. I think that where they're headed with this is that these are going to become climate prisons. So you and I think that eventually they're going to shift because, I mean, there is such a thing as sort of a a, a fatigue that happens with any given emergency. Mm -hmm. After you are in a so-called emergency for a long enough period of time, you stop taking it seriously. Right. I mean, unless there were, you know, bodies piled everywhere, yeah. which there's not. There's a headline so, about that right now at the Drudge Report about Americans are numb to COVID. Yeah. And I think that where we're headed with this is that this is going to become a climate change paradigm. It's going to do all of the same basic things as the as the uh, the COVID paradigm, but it's going to be based on global warming instead of infection. I, when you said climate prison, I had this vision of like somebody hot, cold, hot. Who do you you envision being imprisoned in a camp under climate regime? Well, anyone who uses more than their allotted amount of carbon credits. Hmm. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. Well, did you have a burger instead of vegetables today? (laughs) Okay, careful. You're You're only allowed to do that once a week, you know. Yeah, I mean, it could go that direction. There's certainly a lot of people who predicted that that's the next quote-unquote crisis, that they're going to use lockdowns. There have been, I think there was a study a little while back that said, oh, if only we could lock people down once every couple of years like we did for COVID, that would solve the pro- the climate issues because then people won't be driving, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah, and it'll go exactly the same way that it happened this way. Well, we've got to lock you down to reduce your, your uh, environmental impact. And okay, well, now we've got to track your environmental impact to make sure that you're not you know doing that you're not emitting more gases than you should be and if and, you if you open a history book you see repeatedly time and time again that whenever any government gets a hold of some sort of a, a new power they didn't have before and by power i mean you know taking away your rights mm-hmm. uh, that they never give them back it and if they do they do it under now it's under their very specific set of rules right so people like to argue well prohibition ended no it didn't because i can't right. brew and sell alcohol out of my out of my house with no repercussions can't even drive around right. with an open uh, container yeah, and obviously they're going to have different rules for themselves than they do for us. I mean, the serfs don't get to live like the lords do in the, in the right. coming neo-feudalism. The number is 603-283-6160. So I want to talk about the teenagers. Uh, three young gentlemen, 15, 16, 17, escaped from the Howard Springs facility in Australia. They were, of course, tracked down by the police. And we'll tell you more about that story, but how much you want to bet... This is what their excuse is for putting up barbed wire around the facility on the fence. 
I'd be willing to put money on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, 603-283-6160. Yeah, they didn't have the virus, but if they did, we can't have this happening again. More coming up here in Moments Hour 2 next. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. A little bit bones. If you want to join us here, the number. 603-283-6160. We kick off the second hour of this live Saturday episode of the show. It's Ian with you. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. 603-283-6160. An escape from the Howard Springs COVID-19 quarantine camp. We'll tell you about who got out and what happened. Now what are they going to do about it? Cause are they going to make a movie about these kids? Yeah, well, it won't be nice, I'm sure, if they do, <laughs> because, you know, Hollywood or whoever it is that would make it is all in favor of the quarantines and all in favor of the lockdowns. I'm thinking uh, like a low-budget uh, Australian-made post-apocalypse film. Uh, can you make movies in Australia these days? I don't know. It'd have to be totally underground. What, legally? Yeah. No. Yeah. no. You can't even leave your damn house. You can't get cases. Arby's legally, right. I mean. But you could crowdsource a whole bunch of different footage together and have some nice video editing done on, on your laptop. Technology is there to make it work. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we'll talk about that story coming up here, plus uh, some economic news that Peakless Mountaineer is going to share with us. And, Captain, you've got a story about finding unvaccinated people. So we can talk about all of that. But we're going to go to your phone calls first. Vernon is on the line in New Orleans listening online. Go ahead, Vernon. So I just wanted to share my experience that I had. Um, so I chose – and by the way, we're I'm, I'm not for – vaccine mandates and all that stuff. It's, this was all personal choice. So my wife made the personal choice to not get vaccinated. I made the personal choice of getting vaccinated and her grandmother-in-law that lives with us also has chosen to not get vaccinated, very adamantly opposed to it. Okay. I just did it because she's a nurse and I wanted to, I thought it would have some sort of protection and turns out it is. She has had COVID now for about a week. I've been in the same house, no mask, no anything. They both had COVID. I haven't. She's now, um, having to go get a chest x-ray tomorrow she's got probably a mild sounds to me like you just got lucky there's been a bunch of people that have the vaccine who also have come down with covid so and that's what she said as well right she is the nurse and she's observed that at her workplace and i am very fortunate to have gotten lucky but i just wanted to share that experience for those that may want to make the personal choice and get vaccinated because it worked very well for me and by the way well that's what you think but that's ultimately just faith right I mean, you don't really know. It could well, be just well, possibly, total coincidence. I mean, obviously, obviously, there is some sort of science behind it. I'm not sure if that's obvious. Be, well, we, I we mean, that's can, what the I faith mean, believes. Well, that's and there's what, also the fact that you probably weren't going to have symptoms if you got infected anyway. Why do you say that? Well, because the majority of people who get exposed to this don't have symptoms, especially if you're uh, in a, especially if you don't have comorbidities and you're not in an older age group. Hmm. Yeah, and you're it's- right. Yeah, that's all true. You know, I, I could have chanced it, but I'm just saying, you know, it, you know, and I, one thing I like about Free Talk Live is that you all aren't conspiracy theory. You know, you, you look through the conspiracy theories. So, you know, I, I don't know if there is or isn't enough evidence to support the vaccines, you know, yeah. but I just wanted to share my personal story with you all. So thank you all again. Yeah, it's um, a personal story. And, to say. It, it, and just one quick thing before you before you go. Um, a, a lot of the hospitals really encourage uh, putting people on respirators. And all of the research that I've seen with that is it's practically a death 
death sentence if you do that. So you make sure to do some right. research my, on that. Um, I've I've my seen. My wife has has, yeah, I've, has I've, worked on the COVID floor, and she said once you're on a ventilator, it's it's, you're basically done. And she said yeah. that there are that there are doctors that are so lazy that they'll just throw you on a ventilator because they don't feel like because you're unvaccinated. She said they feel like you don't deserve a, a chance wow. of yeah, living, basically. Brutal. So they yeah. just and, throw it throw you on that ventilator, and they don't really care. But any, and, I just and, but, and this laid into it. Um, uh, I've I've seen some good things as far as uh, uh, getting a lot of like a really heavy dose of antioxidants to uh, reverse some of the damage that the virus has probably done by this point. So that's definitely something that she should look into. Before I get off, I just wanted to share my personal experience for those that may want to make a personal choice of getting vaccinated because, again, it wasn't bad for me, and apparently it worked. Or maybe it didn't, but or maybe I got lucky. Well, but yeah, I'm that's really just the thing. And, Vernon, thank you for the call tonight. Your experience is going to be different from other people, some of whom have died, hmm. you know, shortly after receiving the vaccine. Mysteriously, you know, I think one of you guys referenced it earlier tonight, sports stars, yeah. people who are in very good physical and, you know, mental shape. Football. Uh, players, just dying players. on the field in strangely large numbers. You've got children coming down with myocarditis that otherwise probably shouldn't be. I mean, there's a lot of really scary stuff that's happening out there to people who have gotten this vaccine, and there's not a whole lot of coverage of these stories. It's, you, you you find them on social media. Maybe this. I don't know if you mentioned that website on the air. You you were just telling us off the air. I think about a website captain that kind of covers uh people allows people to post their stories that they've they've had experience with and i'm sorry i didn't write down what the uh, the url no that's was. okay I, I have it right here it is for if you or a loved one has had an adverse reaction mm-hmm. uh you know that you can report that to vares v-a-e-r-s uh, that is can a, you report it, or is that a nurse mm-hmm. can report? No, I it? believe you can report it. Okay, uh, as long as you have, like, I think you have to have gone to either the hospital, or your your primary doctor, or something like that. You have to have it documented mm-hmm. that you know you got the thing and and that type of thing. But there's a website now called NoMoreSilence.World, and this is a place where if you or your loved one has had an adverse reaction to any of the vaccines, you can go tell your story. And read the stories of other people. Maybe there's people whose stories are similar to yours, and you can follow, you know, whatever steps that they took to, you know, sort of help get through it or whatever. If there was something like that, so uh, I'm glad to see that. Uh, to the last caller's point, it should have always been a personal decision to get a vaccine or not. One that you, as an individual, make with your doctor. Is it right for you? Does your doctor believe that? You know, this thing has been put through the paces enough to make it safe and effective. Are you in the risk group? Are you not in the risk group? You know, how do you, you handle the rest of your family, your wife, your you know, mother-in-law, your kids, you know, all that kind of stuff. This should have always and only been about a personal choice. But governments decided that, no, you're too dumb to make these decisions for yourself we're going to make them for you because we are the all-powerful being we are the mighty oz and we declare that it is so well and i mean the very idea of one one path for everyone when it comes to medicine yeah it's just insane i mean uh, bodies are unique mm-hmm. each and every one of us has a unique chemistry yeah. and a unique genetic code so i mean the idea of one 
one way of treating every single case is absolutely insane. Even if this was the best vaccine ever, rather than this, you know, largely untested thing that it is. And, and one of the things like the whole idea of, okay, so there's pro vaxxers and anti vaxxers. That's not even true. Cause like I I'm, I'm a big pro choicers when it comes to vax and right. anti choice bunch of them. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, uh, of vaccines for some things, you know, life threatening things mm-hmm. that the vaccine's been tested over a long period of time. Decades. Yeah. Where like, OK, uh, you stepped on a rusty nail. Fortunately, you've been vaccinated for that because that'll give you lockjaw and kill you. Uh, and it's a vaccine that we, it's a regular vaccine that we've had plenty of testing and plenty of time to see what the effects are. So I'm not anti-vax. But and even if you are against vaccines, I mean, you're not against other people taking those vaccines. Like, even if you're like all vaccines are a terrible idea and we should never give them to children since they didn't choose. But like even then, you usually think that an adult can make their own decision on that. You know, I wish I'd asked now on on hindsight whether Vernon, our last caller, has received two, three yeah, good how many, question. How many vaccines have you received, and are you going to continue? Because the government gang is now saying in the United States, hey, go on out, get the third uh, vaccine because, you know, my Omicron, dangerous, even though some people are saying it's vaccine resistant. But you know what? Go ahead and get the third vaccine anyway. In the U.K., they're now saying that the uh, the vaccine schedule now needs to be, the booster schedule now needs to be every three months instead of every six, which doubles the profits for the uh, well, pharmaceutical I mean, companies. Well, this way we can just slowly stair-step us into uh you ever see the movie equilibrium where you have the like uh, daily shot uh to uh suppress your emotions because you know the first year it was two shots in a year now it's every six months then three months then it'll be the monthly shot here's a a question how many people that have had covid and gotten over it have gotten one of the variants the number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And how can they tell whether the variant is a variant anyway? I've heard they can't even discern between the flu. Free Talk Live. Open phones. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Talk about the vaccination mandates. Uh, and people making the choice to get the vaccine, which, of course, many people have quote-unquote chosen because the incentives have been forced upon them, which is a disturbing aspect. Well, like free Krispy Kreme donuts or a free beer? Well, those would be positive incentives. How about the keep your job or else? That's a pretty negative uh, kind of incentive. Definitely. And in some places, it's you don't get the vaccine, you don't get to leave your house. Now, with Germany added to the list of European countries that is mandating a lockdown for the unvaccinated. You know, of all places. You think they would have learned their lesson? (laughs) Yeah. One would think that they would be a little more reluctant you know, they'd want to be at like sort of the the tail end of the pack with regards to doing this kind of thing. I mean,. If you're good at something. <laughs> uh, so if you want to weigh in, you can hear the number 603-283-6160. And, uh, Captain, you told us about this website, nomoresilence.world, where people can post their story yep. about a loved one who has presumably, um, you know, many of them died. I don't know if there's just you know, It's mostly video-based. 
Yeah, um, and one of them here, Weberton Silva, who was just 13 years old when he died in October, uh, within a matter of days of having received a Pfizer vaccine, suffered multiple symptoms shortly afterwards, collapsed and died October 8th, 2021, inside a clinic in the urban urban area of Valle du Anari. His sudden death was a result of a cardiac arrest and is under investigation. The shocking video shows doctors and bystanders trying to resuscitate him for several minutes but he didn't respond. And this is not a boy who's like super, you know, overweight or anything like that. He's just a skinny, healthy looking, you know, young teenage boy. And he's dead. Well, and I had mentioned uh, off air just between us uh, in Vietnam right now, uh, a an entire lot of the Pfizer vaccine has been suspended by the Vietnam government mm-hmm. because over 120 children have been hospitalized and at least three are dead. I'm after, sure it's a total coincidence. After receiving the injection i mean we're talking within you know days oh and another guy uh steve rusnock number one on our twitch feed he's commented he says this is in relation to the last caller who was saying hey i'm at home with my unvaccinated wife and she got covid and her mom did and i didn't get it well this guy says two of my kids just had covid my vaccinated wife did not get it i am unvaccinated and didn't get it and the middle kid who is also unvaccinated didn't get it we're stuck in the house with each other for two weeks and no separation so it's like i said it's totally random it seems like yeah. whether or not you show any symptoms and and peakless you were pointing out mm-hmm. that most people who are healthy in a lot of cases don't show symptoms at all yeah most people when they're exposed to this they don't get any symptoms but the, and, but the true believers so like yeah there's there's the 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 bulk of people don't get any symptoms then of the people that get symptoms they're they're, weak. the bulk of people don't uh, have any serious symptoms right uh, you know don't get hospitalized of those who are hospitalized the bulk of them don't die from this correct but i mean they they make this seem like it's just killing people left and right and that's i don't see it so yeah. far from the truth and and it's doubly hard when you're hearing about the children that are dying from the vaccine Yes. Because, yeah. well, allegedly. specifically, uh, see that's the thing. You can't say for sure that we- Weberton Silva, at age thirteen, died from the vaccine. All you can say is he died within X number of days after having received the vaccine. Because correlation isn't well, necessarily that's funny. Causation. Because you can sure say that they died from COVID. Yeah. Right. There doesn't seem to be the same kind of uh, skepticality yeah, about the, that. Yeah. yeah, the same burden of proof for them dying right. from a, from this disease. Well, and the thing about it being a medication, a medicine, if you will, to treat a disease. If it was safe and if it was effective, it would not need incentive programs, both positive and negative. People would be lining up like gangbusters. Mm -hmm. People would be cracking down the doors like it's Black Friday at Walmart. It's almost like if it was valuable and free, people would want it. Almost. Boy, well, thank goodness Weberton Silva didn't die from COVID. Oh, wait, no. Children pretty much don't die from COVID. Yeah, they're not in the risk group. To me, it's just so bewildering that anyone would submit their children to an experimental vaccine like this, whether or not they believe that there's a chance that their kid is going to come down with these side effects and possibly die from the vaccine. 
Uh, you know, and I don't know what the percentage chances are of those things happening, but I do know what the percentage chances of them dying from COVID is, and it's pretty much infinitesimal. There's almost no chance that they're going to die from that. But yet, these people keep subjecting their kids to this. It's so crazy. And it astonishes me that there are people who will actually try and argue that this is not an experimental vaccine. Like, not only is well, this is. vaccine By experimental, yeah. like this style of vaccine. Like the it's fundamental totally idea of an mRNA vaccine is new. Like that is untested, let alone yes. this particular mRNA vaccine. Anybody listening to us right now, if you have gotten one of the vaccines, maybe with the exception of the Johnson & Johnson one, but if you've gotten the Pfizer, the Moderna, the AstraZeneca, uh, then you are the clinical trial. Mm-hmm. You are the clinical trial. You are the guinea pig. You are the long-term test subject. The number here is 603-283-6160. Of course, you can bring up anything. We were going to talk about the escapees, the teenagers. Oh, um, one quick note, uh, just a, a correction off of our last our last segment, is you don't actually need any, uh, you don't need any proof if you want to report to the VAERS system that you've experienced any kind of uh, adverse re- reactions to vaccines. I think proof would be nice, though, like if you had some sort of hospital documentation or something like that that you could upload uh, to it, because, you know, anybody can make a claim on the internet, right? Well, and and that's that is one of the the risk factors for the VAERS system is that they're not demanding a, a high level of proof. Northern Territory police say they don't believe three teenagers who allegedly absconded from the Dower, Darwin's Howard Springs COVID nineteen quarantine facility this week came into contact with members of the community. Uh, so again, the uh, teenagers are saying they didn't, I guess. At a uh, COVID update press conference, the Northern Territory Chief Minister Michael Gunner. Confirmed three teenagers, aged 15, 16, and 17, tested negative for the virus yesterday. He said all three were from the Binjari community near Catherine and have been sent into quarantine as close contacts of positive cases. The NT police commissioner, Jamie Chalker, said officers found the trio on the edge of Palmerston and arrested them after a chase on foot. He said the young people are still being interviewed, but early indicators were that they had not had any contact with members of the public. I don't understand this. Okay, so... Here's some kids that were found to be in close contact with somebody who tested positive. And they put them in the quarantine camp. Now, Two it's weeks. one thing to go, hey, you guys were near somebody that tested positive. Let's give you a test. Mm-hmm. And, oh, it's negative. Okay, no problem. Oh, it's positive. You should quarantine. Right. I'm still against both of those things. But uh, yes, I am too, but, but the, the logic doesn't play. See, you can at least see why they would do that. The logic just doesn't play in this instance where... You're saying to just round them up, put them yeah, in Yeah, like you were near somebody, time to go to you know the COVID cabana. Well, it does play from the government gang's perspective because they want to control people. They want to push the boundaries and see how far they can go to get away with. What are people going to rise up against? Are they going to rise up against people? And I don't mean violent necessarily, but just refusal to cooperate, refusal to pay fines. Yeah, don't yeah governments are not interested in being reasonable. And if they fill the camp... That means they need to build a new one. So they have an interest in filling this camp so they can expand the program just like every government program. And give some kickbacks to their friends for building it. Exactly. Big construction money. We're coming up. Yeah! It's Free Talk Live, live Saturday show. Join us here, the number 603-283-6160. We're talking about some young people who escaped 
from a quarantine camp there in Australia. You're, of course, welcome to call in about whatever you want. We've also been discussing uh, the vaccine and or vaccines and their dangers. Interesting website that, uh, Captain, you found tonight is No More Silence. Dot world it's there's a little bit of an issue with the site that they've got like the the organization of the entries is strange so it's like organizing the months of uh looks like april and march prior to getting to the more recent things so if you scroll through the list of ways you can find there's actually quite a few uh from from late november as far as people and their their vaccination results yeah and this site may have been built for mobile first could be uh, but there's plenty of stories in here. Uh, Michael's of Zarafa, age 17, had severe. He's not dead, thank goodness, but he has been diagnosed with myocarditis at age 17. Again, young, healthy-looking uh, teenager here, according to his mom. And this is in Australia. The uh, following the Pfizer vaccine, my son's arm hurt and was swollen, red and hot. On Monday, my son got up to chest pain, tightness, and shortness of breath. So we called the ambulance. They came, did an ECG, and told us they don't think it was an emergency, but told us to take him to our normal general practitioner. We did that, and the doctor made them do bloods and another ECG. Later on that day, I received a phone call from the doctor to tell me to take Michael straight to the emergency room. They put Michael on a heart monitor and took more bloods. Then after results came back, he was diagnosed with myocarditis. He spent two nights in the hospital and was on 10 tablets a day. We're now waiting for an MRI so we can see the full extent of the damage. He's a 17-year-old boy that's meant to be living his best life at the moment, but now Michael's not able to do anything to stress his heart. He's allowed to go for walks and then slowly start doing some light exercise after four to six weeks. She says, I wish that others understood that myocarditis is not a rare side effect of this vaccine. It's happening to a lot of young kids, and it needs to be known, she says. And there's just story after story. Uh, on this site, no more silence.world. Want to let you know about Intercoin. We've been telling you about how uh, Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. It's available over on xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. You just need an email address to sign up at xmarkets. You don't have to jump through. Know your customer hoops with them, which means you can keep your privacy intact. And you can deposit dozens of cryptos, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether on the exchange, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. And again, that's exmarkets.com to buy or sell ITR, exmarkets.com. We go to two your phone calls and thoughts here. Richard is on the line in New Mexico. Go ahead, Richard. Richard? Yes, I've been hearing about the... uh drug centers in New York City, and I'd really like to see the drug centers get started here in Albuquerque. We have a real bad drug problem. We had our 105th homicide of the year yesterday, Hmm. and a lot of these homicides apparently are drug-related. So I think drug centers are a good idea where needle use is controlled and not on sidewalks mm. or in parks where people go and small children pick up used needles or yeah. get stuck with them. Sure. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Actually, we discussed this earlier this week uh, with a different caller. And, Richard, thank you for the call tonight. Uh, but, you know, it's a step in the right direction. If you're not going to go right ahead and end the war on drugs, then giving people a safe place to use those drugs or they're not going to face arrest uh, is, a, is a positive move. The thing it's is, done though, voluntarily. like the governments are claiming a monopoly on doing this. They're back in the day in cities like even Seattle and Portland, uh, it would be voluntary organizations or charity organizations who would literally, it was civil action for these people to like go out and, you know, have a needle exchange and give clean needles to the addicts so that, sure. you know, it stopped the, and like the government would come and like try to stop them from doing this stuff. Yeah. And so now the government is like, well, okay, we're going to, we're going to give out the clean needles. And it's like, why didn't the churches you just, were doing a fine job. Yeah, why didn't you, know? you just stay the hell out of it in the first freaking place? Yeah. Well, because I didn't get to give your money to my friends when oh, you right. were doing it for free. Right. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, this, this it kind of lines up with, uh, there's been sort of an argument I've been watching with uh, libertarians on Twitter oh. of like, okay, well, um, you don't believe that you should be using government force. Well, what about the guy shooting up heroin in the park in front of my three-year-old? Mm-hmm. And this seems like a pretty decent way to avoid that situation happening. Yeah, and it gives those people a place where they can get clean needles. They don't have to share the needles. They can be disposed of properly. And if something terrible happens to them, like an overdose or something like that, then they've got help right there on hand. I mean, there's really no reason to be against these things unless they're taxpayer funded, which is why I say, you know, churches, private charities, they can handle this stuff. Right. Just let them do it. Yeah, I mean, we, we've got homeless drug addicts. And the, the, that problem isn't going anywhere. Like, none of the things that could avoid that are being done. So we may as well go with, okay, since that exists and we don't see an end of that, let's go ahead and adapt to that fact so that we can go, okay, here's a place where you can do this not in front of everybody, right. not on the sidewalk, not in the park, you know, a, a clean place where you won't be, yeah, leaving your potentially virally infected needles for people to step on and help is available right like so if you are finally ready to quit then there's somebody there who can counsel you about that you can sign up for you know group therapy classes things all those things are available uh in a place like this instead of like some drug den where you're at a dealer's house and just laid out on some couch with maybe you'll wake up maybe you won't you know uh, so you can comment here, 603-283-6160. This is what you call harm reduction. It's a, a provision you can put into place without having to you know, argue with the federal government about changing drug laws. Although that, of course, would help a lot, would be to completely end the war on drugs and make it so people could buy and sell all of these products, these prohibited products, yeah. in the marketplace where you can get heroin at the store that is actually made in a laboratory that's on the up and up, that's, you know, inspected, they're clean, they've got procedures in place to make sure batches of product are of consistent nature, which is one of the reasons why you get overdosing. A lot of times you don't get overdoses, they're not on purpose, they're not somebody trying to kill themselves, it's somebody who's getting another batch of heroin from the dark, you know, the black market, uh, from somebody on the streets, and then booting up that heroin, injecting it into their veins, and oh, whoops! Well, this batch just, they forgot to cut it or whatever. Something happened where it's now five or ten times the normal potency. The the The, manufacturers just simply aren't allowed to share best practices. 
because it's illegal. It exists in the in the black markets. Right. And there's no open competition. You right. don't get labeling. You know, you don't get anything. You just get whatever the black market provides. And sometimes it's, you know, laced with things. Sometimes it's cut with questionable. Uh, it's just a mess. And so the only real solution, if you actually care, you know, if you actually care about the drug addicts out there, because there are some people that want to see them die. But if, if purportedly the reason behind the war on drugs is to actually help people, then this is how you help them. You let you stop the war. You stop having a war and you start offering help to people. And I don't mean forcing people into treatment because that doesn't work either. You can't take somebody who hasn't figured out that this is a bad path right. and force them onto the right path. That doesn't work. In fact, it actually hurts the people. Change your identity or else. Not very effective. Uh, Everywhere that it's been tried where they have removed drugs from being illegal. uh, I'm talking about hard drugs. uh, Everywhere it's been tried. Portugal. uh, Portugal. uh, Now Oregon, by the way. Oregon as well. uh, Wasn't Amsterdam one of the places? Lightly. Not uh, not all. I mean, some of it. Mushrooms. Right. Uh, But everywhere that anything like this has been tried, uh, crime goes down. Mm -hmm. Treatment goes up. And addictions fall, or uh, overdoses fall. Yeah, all true. Uh, and, and hopefully, we'll, we don't see the statistics yet, really, from Oregon. They're starting to come yeah. out now, but there's no reason why they'll be any different from Portugal, which has had now two decades under its belt with a very similar policy, making it so anyone with a small personal amount of any kind of drug is decriminalized. It's not an arrestable offense anymore. And that's what they're doing in Oregon. They're screwing a lot of things up in Oregon, but they're getting that one right. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. You can join us here. More about the people escaping from the quarantine camp. We'll tell you what happened. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Open phones if you want to join us here. 603-283-6160. I guess I should say open phone because we've got a lot of people. Uno. Yeah, Uno. We have a lot of people on the line. Actually, we have a special line called the SIP line. And almost no one ever uses the SIP line. But you know what? I want to keep it open. I want to keep it available. Is it for drunks only? They're no. Sipping? No, that actually, sounds so good. If you're drunk, you're going to have a hard time using the SIP line because you have to set it up first. Now, once you have it set up, it's a press it, you know, press yeah. it once and it connects. Uh, but to get it set up, there are some steps you got to go through, and I have written a step-by-step guide for you. All I have to do is go How to sip.freetalklive.com. That's sip.freetalklive.com. That will take you right to our forum, and that has a thread where, if it's not working for some reason, you can post the post and say, hey, this isn't working for me. But it should be. If you follow the steps, you'll get a SIP client on your phone. They're free. You sign up for a free SIP account with one of a myriad of different free providers. You connect all these things together, and then you put in our address, which is provided on that thread. Again, it's sip.freetalklive.com. That just gets you to the instructions. And then once you get it set up, you can call in on the SIP line, and you'll sound almost like you're sitting here in the studio in a lot of cases. Very, very high quality good. Qual- uh, quality of call compared to a normal telephone. But the, for those of you who prefer the normal phone lines, that's also available at 603-283-6160. And that's where we're going back to here before we continue with the uh, the teenagers who escaped from the Howard Springs quarantine camp in Australia. What happened to them and what's going to happen as a result of their escape? I bet you they're putting up barbed wire. Do you think that there's going to be 
Mm, I'm trying to think of like uh, like PETA, for example, right? People the, for Ethical Treatment of Animals. Right. Like they would get together every now and again. You'd hear about one of these organizations and they'd get together and they'd find like some laboratory where they're doing like experiments on animals and let all the animals free. Do you suppose mm. there's going to be a human equivalent of that in Australia at some point where a Ooh. group of people gets together and they decide to, like, I don't know, cut the fence yeah. and let all of the quarantined people out? Because cool I think that idea. would be awesome. Uh, you'll probably go to prison if you get caught, but that sure. would be awesome. But, but that's the thing. There are serious risks in opposing the state, right? So let's go on, though. Helen's on the line in South Carolina uh, listening to WTMA in Charleston. Go ahead, Helen. Hey, I just have some questions. Maybe you or some of the listeners can answer them. Yes. I was recently speaking with some of my Orthodox Jewish friends, and um, <clears throat> I was telling them um, I have had three Pfizer shots over the course of some time now. Cause, mm. Anyway, and I said the next, and maybe in a year, I might switch to Johnson and Johnson because that's supposed to like when you. Now they're saying you can combine them, which is different than what they said before. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, maybe a year from now I'll switch to a different brand. And they brought it to my attention. Um, they, they're they saying that Johnson & Johnson, is uh, the delivery system is based on uh, stem cells that are taken from fetal DNA, and that's why Orthodox um, are not taking Johnson & Johnson. It's so my understanding know. Orthodox Jews are not taking any shots. Uh, they have been actually in the streets of New York over the last year and a half protesting uh, these lockdowns and protesting all of these mandates. They're actually, in, like the Amish, some of the most principled people against uh, these things. But uh, They were saying that, um, that it's because they said what's not being discussed, what they told me was it, what's not being discussed is the reason why, and that this is the reason why, because you know they, you know they, they don't believe in abortion, and 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 they're saying that that's why. So I want to know: is that true? Is that uh, does anyone know? Is that true that that is the Johnson and Johnson? Uh, are they? Is that what? You know, is it the truth? And the second thing um, they said was that the the Russian vaccine is entirely chemical. Um, it doesn't have any of this DNA um, stuff, and that they said that it's the most effective one. Which one is the Russian vaccine? That that it's being blocked from the news and from the um, thing. So I want to know: Has anybody you know studied that? And is this, is that the truth? Is it really that effective? You know, is it? I have not heard anything about a Russian vaccine, but I did uh, my my doctor, one of my uh, doctors who is a freedom you know friendly guy. He did tell me about the uh, Indian vaccine called Covaxin, which is apparently the world's first actual like dead vaccine style vaccination against I thought COVID. That was the whole bit about Johnson and Johnson being he says different that's BS. from. The he told me that uh, th- that's what I, I first thing I brought up to him was what about Johnson and Johnson? He says that's BS. What huh. they're saying about Johnson and Johnson, uh, but this this one Covaxin is apparently an actual like old school style vaccine for for COVID, and he says it's not yet available in the United States, but apparently you can get it in Mexico and I think he said Canada uh, at this point. Whether or not it will ever become available in the U.S. is another question. But he says that if you had to get a vaccine, let's say you you need to travel or for a job or something like that, if you have to, he, he doesn't recommend that you get a vaccine uh, because you know 
if you're going to beat the thing on its own, why would right. you need to get a vaccine? Yeah. Uh, but if for whatever reason you feel like you got to, the one called Covaxin, he says, is probably the best one on the on the planet right now. That's that's according to my doctors. So uh, yeah, but apparently, well, I'm gonna, what uh, I'm get off the line, but okay. I, I'm uh, we'll see if we can get an answer for you, Helen, about the uh, the Jewish question that you were. Yeah, asking. Uh, what I'm seeing here. You might want to rephrase that. Uh, what I'm seeing here is that uh, the the Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna vaccines all used fetal cells in the development, and the Johnson and Johnson uses fetal cells in vel- development and production. Mm. So yeah, so if you're uh, concerned about that sort of thing, that might be a reason for you to you know have second thoughts about these. Didn't things. we cover the bit about Johnson and Johnson though, where like it was the closest to? The regular vaccine, yeah, that's what they were saying, and I wish I could remember exactly what my doctor said to me about that. I'll look into it again uh, later. He says that the Covaxin's the real deal, Hmm. and that the Johnson and Johnson, not so much. Interesting, apparently. Uh, We continue here with your calls and thoughts. We've got Robert in South Carolina listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Robert in Charleston. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I, I used to work in a medical environment as a teenager in my stepfather's hospital in hematology, blood chemistry, urinalysis, blood banking, that sort of thing, and the phlebotomy lab, and also assisted with autopsies. And um, I always made sure that I was, did everything 100%. If I ever have any doubts, if I were 99.99999% sure, I would do the test over. Never, never, never less than 100%. And that way I, I never had any problems with sleeping at night or thinking, oh, my God, did I do that right? I never, had, I never thought about it a second time. I knew that I did it right, period, and I always did. And, and the same thing with other things, like uh, even simple things, like if I, if, I, if I were engaged in something with a, a highly complex and I had to have my whole mind engaged, when I finished up, I'd forget where I, you know, first split, split second, you know, where I was, where my, you know, have to connect it, but if I had everything with me or something like that. But I never worried about that because I always knew that I had everything with me and my box was properly locked up and there's no way anything could have gotten wrong. So don't even think about it. Of course it's going to be there. Everything's going to be just fine. What are we talking about? I'm sorry. I missed the first uh, part about what you were saying. What I, I is- say when, whenever, whenever I, I also, I did several things in my life, some of them involved um, technical translations, uh, working in the phlebotomy lab. And you're saying you're very, very careful about what you did. Yeah, so far all I got out of it is he's been very careful with things that he's done. Okay, congratulations. Why should our listeners care? Because because if if you if you you were talking earlier about you know okay I took this medication my God did they do the right thing or I'm, 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 don't worry about it. if you if you checked everything out to did the best you could possibly check it out and you made that decision. Stick with it. Don't worry about it. Well, once you get a vaccine, you pretty much stuck with it. I mean, yeah. there's there's not really like an undo button for I, that. I do wonder though, like how many people out there who got, you know, maybe one or two, are now like, yeah, I'm Screw not getting that. the third, or yeah. I'm not getting the second. There's I got the people. one. That's all, you know. I wonder what percentage of people that is. That's now. an excellent question, and maybe we're gonna get some sort of numbers on that once the government gang starts to mandate the third vaccine, and then all the people who only have two will become unvaccinated, or as far right. as they're not fully vaccinated, and then the numbers will change. As far as like right now, what is it? I don't know. Last time I looked close to 60% or something of Americans are quote-unquote fully vaccinated. Well, if they all of a sudden say that now three is fully vaccinated, what will that number drop to? Right. That's the question. That is the question. Uh, So thank you, Robert, I think, for the call. Let's talk to Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Sarah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to say here in New Mexico, we're going to start uh, a so-called ghost motorcycle. Huh? 
they are like like the ghost bicycles. So we're going to be seeing What's these. A, uh, hold on. Start before we go into this. What is a ghost bicycle? Well, if there was a, somebody that got killed in a bicycle wreck, they would put a white bicycle with flowers on it as a memorial. Like so, like they paint it on the ground kind of thing? No, it's a bicycle that... The, it's a bicycle they paint it spray painted white uh, and they put okay. yeah flowers on it on that intersection so they're going to uh, start doing this with motorcycles sounds like it's an expensive uh you know gravestone good use for used motorcycles thanks for the call sarah there's more coming up here in moments hour number three is on the way this is free talk live Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. The number, if you want to join us here, 603-283-6160 as we kick off the third hour of the live Saturday episode. Number three. The number for you again, 603-283-6160. Tonight, joining you, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. We've been talking about some teenagers who escaped from the Howard Springs COVID-19 quarantine camp. And just generally, uh, we opened the show with a video from the very same camp with some uh, some guards who were chastising a woman for leaving her porch without a mask and the only reason you're allowed to leave your porch is if you have to do the laundry. They're guards. You're not allowed to just go for a little guards. walk. Not allowed to, uh, you know, take take a little stroll, get a little exercise. Apparently, if you want to exercise, you're just going to have to walk around your porch. Like, you know, jail, where you can walk around yourself. What they should do is they should just get one of these human-sized hamster wheels. There's an idea. So, you can, uh, of course, bring up anything you want here. Uh, let's continue, though, with your phone calls and thoughts. David is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. David. Yeah, judge uh, somehow sentenced to prison for some reason. I can't quite what? imagine. Did they yeah, mur- well, rape they... somebody? I mean, what did they do? Well, kind of raped, uh, financially raped, yeah. And, and let me interject. the, the I, I reported this article to you three years ago. Hmm. And there has been – I watch the news every day. I don't search everything every day, but I watch, and I have seen zero coverage by any media on this judge that uh, stole like uh, $284,000 from a dead person's estate uh, by doing some monkey business. And I've seen no articles whatsoever on this until she's now sentenced, actually sentenced to prison. Hmm. And let me interject one other thing. The only reason that I spend all day long every day finding stuff like this so that we can expose the crooks that are in your government is because of I, David Olson, was wronged by these judges, mm-hmm. M. Monica Zamora and John J. Romero Jr. I won a unanimous decision at the New Mexico Court of Appeals. Wexler, Bustamante, and Kennedy sided with me, saying that M. Monica Zamora and John J. Romero Jr. illegally trafficked my children, and uh, yet I still never saw them, and that was uh, four, 14 years now. So back to the judge going to prison this that you want to search this this is a i got it right here judge pamela smith from probate court yeah and what she what she did is really fun it's really fun so she's a probate court judge right so when there's an estate comes into her courtroom she also conflict of interest happens to be the uh, medical examiner 
uh, whatever, base, uh, not, not the actual doctor, but she administers whatever. And so when people die, she goes out and checks on the body and sees what kind of state they got and then sends it to her courtroom and she decides what to do with the money. Mm. Well, she, disco- she discovered this dead guy and she, discovered, and she, went, she actually went to his house because she's a medical examiner representative person, field mm-hmm. representative, deputy, whatever. She goes to his house. She, she discovers he's got $284,000 and, hap- and she also discovered there's a will uh, saying that that money goes to, uh, to this guy's uh, nephew nephew and um she 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 uh, uh, uh as her probate uh judge position she appoints her husband to uh administer the monies in this uh, estate and so he uh, kindly deposits them into the bank accounts of uh, this judge uh and uh, and uh, her husband himself the guy that she appointed to uh see to that the money uh, gets to the appropriate places and they spend it on uh various different things and, and none of it got to the uh, nephew that the uncle wanted to get right. to the state wow yeah. I, I remember this david now maybe it was you calling and telling us about it but i feel it like was. this was in show prep or something before but you're right we've heard nothing about it since then yeah zero 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 and well, then she's now finally, been you know, sentenced to four and a half years in prison apparently and her husband to two and a half years in this case yeah, so that means that the, that means that you spend if you're a judge and a medical examiner doing these kind of shenanigans, you get you you get to sit in jail for a little over 24 months. But what it doesn't what say is it, whether the nephew got any of this money back. Well, it does. It does. It does. It, it says that well, it, there's an order. He hasn't gotten it back yet. There's a court order. He'll have to hire a lawyer probably oh to enforce the court. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, th- this. This judge and her husband that are going to prison, they they're ordered to pay that pay that money back. No 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 interest. Of course, it was a free mm-hmm. loan from right. from the nephew. No interest ordered that I can see, and no um, no punitive damages that I can see. He wow. just gets the money that he was already entitled to only three Ten years, years after he should have got. Yeah. 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 So when it's worth way to less. Mexico. Thank you, David, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. You Amazing. Know, Mexico is the land of entrapment, and, well, mm-hmm. this is a different form of that. But it's a crazy story. It, it certainly is an illustration of how when one of these bureaucrats gets some power, that they are tempted to use that power for nefarious purposes, and it is very difficult to prevent people from doing that. It is the system itself that corrupts the human beings who get put in these positions. And so people need to start recognizing that the system is the problem. This is true. Again, the number here is 603-283-6160. And the system wants to control you in as many ways as possible as we were learning about the uh, the Coward Springs, Coward Springs, Howard Springs <laughs> quarantine camp. For, for the, what's a what's a freedom-oriented Freudian slip? I don't. <laughs> uh they uh, there were three a freedman slip. Three teenagers who escaped from the camp, according to the story at abc.net.au, they uh, sent the police after them at 4.30 in the morning. They were able to find them, and they claim they didn't contact anyone in the public. I presume they've now locked them elsewhere into a normal prison, given that this is probably some additional criminal charge, because they're not charging people criminally when they put them in the camps. They're just... Ostensibly, though, that these whoever hunted them down, whatever law enforcement agency did contact, had to contact them. And (laughs) are they in the perhaps? Yeah, did they go in quarantine? Good question. 
Uh, since the confirmation of cases in the communities nearby, positive cases and hundreds of household and other close contacts have been flown to the facility in Darwin to undertake quarantine. Now, remember, it doesn't matter if you've actually got the virus. As long as you've had contact, allegedly, with one of the people who has had COVID-19, they will take you to this facility for at least a 14-day stay. Unless, of course, you're part of the police. Correct. Because then we'd be out of police in a real big hurry. Mr. Gunner said the isolation in quarantine was, quote, pretty hard for some people used to being close to family and community. He said the escape could mean an extension of time that the teenagers were required to stay in quarantine. Quote, absconding from Howard Springs isn't just dangerous, it's incredibly stupid, he said, because we will catch you and there will be consequences. The escape comes days after a 27-year-old man escaped the facility by scaling the fence and heading for a Mitchell Street party strip in a waiting vehicle. The man tested negative for the virus, but the incident is still under investigation with police now searching for the driver of the vehicle. And the commissioner said CCTV coverage would be increased at the facility, but it was not possible for officers to be stationed at all possible exit points. They're just going to need to hire more bureaucrats. That'll solve the problem. Oh, God. And, of course, put up some barbed wire fencing. Hiring more bureaucrats has never solved any Maybe problem. Maybe they could electrify the barbed wire fencing as well, and that would really make it difficult to leave. He said fines of $5,024 applied to breaches of the chief health officer direction. Also that health teams, not SWAT teams, health teams, would discuss whether some people in the facility could have more contact to combat the isolation that, quote, may have been a trigger for the young people's escape. And by the way, this is why they're letting people have phones in the facility. Right? They're essentially a digital pacifier. That's why you're seeing videos coming out of these facilities. That's not why they, they don't want to confiscate phones from people. Right. They want them to sit there all day long on their phones so they don't think about If they took life. their phones away, they might start to, oh, I don't know, think. Yes, exactly. And you know what's proof of this? Guess what they're introducing into actual jails? Not phones, but tablets. Hmm. At least here in, in New Hampshire. They're doing it here. I suspect they're doing it elsewhere. Well, I mean, trend. if we couldn't, you know, strip you of your ability to socialize with your friends and family, then what would really be the threat of incarcerating you, given that we might just lock you in your house anyway? So giving the, these inmates a tablet, or in the case of the quarantine camp, letting them keep their existing devices... Gives them something to do, keeps them busy, keeps their mind off of things like escaping and what the system is doing. 603-283-6160. Coming up, more fines for the unvaccinated. Captain will tell us. It is Free Talk Live. Black Saturday show. Open phones if you want to join us here. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Don't forget, you can follow us on our Odyssey channel. allows you to watch episodes of Free Talk Live as they happen from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time, every single night, seven nights a week. Or you can just watch them later on if you would like. Or just listen to them that way. It's another way to, to get our content into your eyes and ears over at video.freetalklive.com. Odyssey is... Uh, was originally based on the library protocol. It was the library that actually created Odyssey, and we've been posting video archives to library for years because it's an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here 
on Free Talk Live. If you want to go all in and uh, support the technology, support the protocol, we recommend the desktop app at lbry.com. But if you just want to watch some videos, uh, you can go through video.freetalklive.com and follow our Odyssey channel. Uh, it's Ian Peakless Mountaineer and the captain in the studio tonight. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. We've got Gigi. She's listening to WTMA in Charleston, South Carolina. Go ahead, Gigi. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. I would like to preface first. I enjoy your program. Thank you. Controversial topics, callers from all around the nation. I am a retired political science professor, and I listen most Saturday evenings. Thank you. However... This evening, upon listening, I was quite taken aback by comments I heard from the lady named Helen from Charleston, as well as one of the co-hosts in regard to the Orthodox community, don't believe in the vaccinations, the Orthodox community, uh, don't believe in abortion. I need to tell both of you, and I say this respectfully, my husband and I, we live here in Charleston. We belong to an Orthodox synagogue. Our rabbi was not only vaccinated twice, but took his booster shot and encouraged all of the congregants to follow the same for health purposes. My husband and I have been vaccinated and received our booster. My husband grew up in this synagogue, Orthodox, here in Charleston, perhaps you need to distinguish between Lubavitcher, who are ultra-Orthodox, and mainstream modern Orthodox. I will. What are the ones on. that are in uh, Manhattan? Well, you have mainstream modern Orthodox communities as well as who are, but ultra, who are the ones specifically Orthodox did, known as Chabad? Gigi, or did you see the videos uh, from New York where there were like tons, like thousands of yes, Orthodox sir. Jews in and the streets? A lot of that had to do with measles vaccination. No, no, no. I'm talking about within the last two years. This was. Oh uh, yes, yes. A lot of it had to do with. Not just COVID vaccinations, mm -hmm. but also measles. No, but what I'm asking but, you is who – you just said there's like two different types of Orthodox. There's like the correct. super Orthodox ones, and then there's the mainstream Orthodox yes, ones. Sir. And I'm asking yes, you, sir. do you know who which, – which group of them was – thousands of them were in the streets refusing to obey lockdowns and Mostly things like that? Mostly the Lubavitch. That's the extreme ones? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And I would also like to Those guys are awesome. I just want to say kudos to them. Well, absolutely. They are asserting their uh, uh, freedom of speech as well as assembly. So more power to okay, them. Okay, all right. Whether I agree with their opinions or not, the fact that they are speaking their voice and demonstrating peacefully, they should go for it. Good, why good. Not? I'm glad you feel that way. That's so good. How, how do you feel about That's the fact that I they're... Enjoy the format of your program on Saturday evenings. I listen attentively to callers, to you and your co-hosts. I learn. I don't always agree. But thank goodness your program airs. It thank is you. important. Thank you. I think Peekless County has a question have, for you, G. Yeah, I was, I was wondering. Comment, uh, sir, it's very important to me as a woman because I believe in the right to choose. Good. Now there we got a question are many for you, Gigi. Orthodox who practice abortion, and 
according to Jewish law, if the fetus jeopardizes the mother's mental and or physical health, an abortion is permissible. Thank you for clearing that up. Now, uh, Peekless, your question for Gigi. Yeah, I was yes, wondering uh, what your feelings were on the, uh, the uh, I, I forget which, which form of Jew, the ultra-Orthodox ultra that are currently being denied services in New York because of their choice to express their religion. Oh, this went, uh, like your co-host said, almost two years back when uh, creepy Governor Cuomo wanted to shut down the synagogues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a big problem with that. Who the hell is the governor to say you cannot have freedom of expression? That was a a denial of their First Amendment right. Well, and now uh, the, they don't have the uh, the key to the city, so they're not uh, being allowed to even that go to restaurants because of their religion. Like, mm-hmm. because right. of their form of Judaism, That's they are right. not allowed to be treated like equal citizens to everyone else. Gigi, thank I you so much. We're glad. I agree with you. Thanks for calling in tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. And appreciate the discrepancy and mm-hmm. the difference in clarifying that with the differences between Orthodox Judaism. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we don't get a lot of the and, subtleties there. And, and also to, to clarify on the on the matter of the vaccines. So uh, the the Pfizer and the Moderna one uh, used fetal cells for testing their mm-hmm. uh, the, the mRNA uh, injection, whereas the Pfizer one used fetal cells to so they they created that particular injection from from experimenting with fetal cells so they got all of these things that were created in fetal cells and they pull that out and that's what they inject into you we got a ghost calling us from south carolina as well listening in columbus uh to uh was it columbia sorry uh ghost you're on free talk live listening to wqxl hey how's it going guys hey what's on your mind yeah, I wanted to talk about the quarantine camp thing, but just quickly about the Pfizer thing. Uh, Project Veritas had a Pfizer whistleblower on about the how they were lying about oh, yeah. the, uh, themselves in, the, in their emails. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they yeah, had some really interesting videos over there over the last several months. Yeah, I think it was like aborted cells or something. But uh, yeah, the quarantine thing, I was listening earlier uh, when Captain was making that prediction about how they're going to be permanent. And um, I specifically remember one of the politicians there was asked that by a reporter. And they said, uh, yeah, we're going to be using them for ongoing operations far into the future because we're already building them. We might as yep. well use them. Yep. Figures. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's permanent. And I don't know if you saw this, but the CDC had actually drafted similar uh, plans yeah, that was several months ago, if not last. I feel like it might have been even like early this year. Yeah, we definitely saw that they had plans to move people into uh, some sort of detention facilities. Uh, obviously, that has not come to fruition yet, but just you know, give them time. Yeah, they they drafted it. I think they called them community isolation centers, and then they scrapped it. But you know, they already funded it. Well, maybe they scrapped it, or maybe yeah. they just want people to think they scrapped it, and they'll bring it back whenever they feel like it. Ghost, thanks for the call tonight, man. I appreciate hearing from you. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Because again, if uh, you know the bureaucrats in Australia get away with what they're doing, then that will embolden other governments around the planet to follow suit. 603-283-6160. You gotta refuse to obey if you want to stop this. It's 
Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. If you want to join us, you can bring up anything you want. Live Saturday show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. New feature on Free Talk Live. As long as Bonnie... Oh, is it the... It's the quote? The quote of the day from nice. nobody. As long as Bonnie is uh, get cracking on this, and she's doing a good job so far, uh, she has decided she wants to bring about a nobody quote of the day feature because our friend and co-host nobody is prohibited under some insane bail conditions thanks to the federal government raids on our studio and several homes of Free Talk Live hosts and friends. Uh, in back in March, uh, we call it the Crypto Six raids. You can go to thecrypto6.com to learn more about this. But in case our listeners think that freedom of speech is still alive and well in the United States, but this is an example of no, 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 no. Not it certainly all. is not. Well, I mean, if he was allowed on the air, he might, you know, propagate ideas like black gun ownership, uh, militias of various races coming together against common enemies. I mean, you know, really dangerous. More freedom ideas. of speech. Yeah. yeah, basically, the government gang said he is just too dangerous of a man as far as his ideas are concerned to be heard. It's ridiculous. Uh, as far as, you know, him being behind a microphone or being interviewed on uh, any sort of platform of, you know, television, radio, etc. But that doesn't mean that his previous statements can't be highlighted by those of us who are allowed behind microphones and here's one of them quote in our society everything involves force and violence because everything involves the government ain't that so amen that is your quote of the day from nobody um there is currently not a place where we're cataloging these online but i suspect at some point that may be a direction that that this goes in uh, but he does have some blog posts over at freekeen.com there are a myriad of back you know back episodes of free talk live that have him in it uh, there are ways to get your dose of nobody even though you can't get him live until further notice thanks to the federal government gang so we're going to continue with your calls and thoughts here and then if we get the chance uh finding unvaccinated people prices increasing there's so much to talk about tonight but let's go first to david on the line in san francisco you're on free talk live david well you know i've been arguing with you all for almost two years now about whether or not uh, uh libertarians have got any uh ethics or any uh ability to improve society uh you all take the position as i understand it that uh libertarians just uh want to uh run your own show and never take part in society that's false and, uh, yeah i don't know where you got that from well uh you know your whole idea of going cryptocurrency and going uh independent calling it has everything to do with taking part state. in society well what i'm leading up to is uh, I, I was looking at the stats for New Hampshire uh, uh, in COVID. And Before you get you to that, though, David, a, I just want to say that over all the years of having you calling in and talking about various different things, uh, you obviously haven't really listened to anything that we've said about that. But that said, go ahead with your thoughts. Well, it's not as I haven't listened. I, I'll disagree with it almost 100%. Sure, because you're at our status. You disagree with me about what my position is. <laughs> you you pretend that you're independent of government, and yet you want to use the U.S. dollars. 
No, we don't. If, well, even having your ATMs for cryptocurrency means that you want to use U.S. dollars. Fun fact. People in other countries use U.S. dollars. You are incorrect, David. You don't understand a thing about what we're doing here. We're actually providing what we were doing because they stole our uh, crypto vending machines. But we were providing a way for people to get rid of their dollars and turn them into valuable currency, valuable uh, things that they can actually use, and that is cryptocurrency. Which Yeet actually those dollars, our co-host nobody would say. Empowers the so individual. You're, you're, which is something you are against. You are against empowering the individual. Oh, no, I was far from it. I, I see now that you were trying to fleece your own flock by saying, give us your cash and we'll give you uh, some funny money. No, and, you don't uh, understand so, at all. Uh, you, don't, you don't understand at all. I have no run, interest, well, David, if, in having... I have no interest in having dollars. I don't want to hold on to them at all. I'm only being forced to right now by the federal government. I'm not allowed to use cryptocurrency. But previously, prior to the raid, uh, I did everything I could to get rid of dollars. That was all I spent my time doing. (laughs) If by funny money you mean something that uh, so far year over year keeps doubling in value. Right. So if you look at the statistics for how deadly things were with COVID last year, Mm -hmm. you are now 30%. New Hampshire is now 30% worse than it was last year. And you know what? I still don't know anybody that's got COVID. Oh, okay. So you're in denial about that because you're basically sitting at four and a half. Actually, no, I have known people who've gotten it and they've gotten right over it. It's been no problem whatsoever. 4,500. I just don't know anyone right now. Hmm? I see 4,576 new cases. And a 99% chance of survival or greater. Which is, uh, if you know about, first of all, let me finish my sentence. November 29th, 4,576 new cases in New Hampshire. New Hampshire has got a million uh, million three. Cases. What's going to happen? Someone's going to get sick. My God, no one's ever been sick before. But you're still lying. You're still lying because when you say one in a hundred are going to uh, uh, die, I didn't well, say that. Well, in the worst fly, who, who worst, said one in a hundred are going to die? It's ninety-nine. None of us. Nine-nine something percent stay alive from this thing. Yeah, no, no, recover from the illness. Yeah, not even talking right. about dying. That, that, so just die, getting please. over the illness. Ninety-nine percent of people get over the illness. Ninety-nine point nine. So you're ignoring the permanent damage. So San Bernardino. What permanent County, damage? What permanent damage? Well, some people have your reported. Your lungs turned to concrete, basically, right? I don't know Dude, anything. I had the COVID. I got over it. I'm fine. And do you still have breathing problems? I do not. Did you lose your wind? I do. I did not. You you did end up with permanent damage, whether you notice it or not. Oh, see, you have to. You've believe. just got to have faith yeah. in the permanent damage of the well, virus, you know, even if you I don't experience you, it directly. You know, know like the the, blood of Christ. You know what the permanent damage has been to the economy, to freedom, to liberty, to to the ability. Ability to reason. This guy never listens. I mean, I'm surprised he's even actually repeating back anything that uh, that we've been saying here tonight. Uh, But that's the damage that's been done to freedom to the ability to make choices, to run a business how you want to, to run your life how you want to, to have the job that uh, that you previously had. Those are the damages. And there's people who have inc- completely lost their businesses. But you don't care about any of those people, do you, David? Well, you're liars, and you're fleecing your own li- flock. No. Second what time you've accused lying and what was no the lie? example. What's the lie? Well, your whole Bitcoin uh, uh, fleece machine saying, oh, get rid of your dollars and we'll give you funny money. 
Okay. But my point... And I okay. love how you say funny money when it's something that doubles in value year <laughs> over year consistently. And also, you're being conservative. It's probably done more than that over the last 10 years. Also, funny money would be exactly what the United States dollar is. Yeah. So, David, you're the one who's spending and enjoying uh, something that loses value for every year that you've been alive on the planet, so much so that it's lost over 90% of its value. Yeah, and you know what? It's not funny when it comes to killing innocent people all around the world, and that's what your dollars are doing, David. They're funding the murder of innocent people all around the planet. Blood and money. And that's what you support. Uh, so again, forty five hundred seventy six dead in New Hampshire or new cases completely changes the topic. New Hampshire. You were talking about money, it's David. Thirty percent worse than right, it was. I've heard enough. Yeah, you were talking about money. You don't want to have that conversation. You have your beliefs about Bitcoin, and you won't have them changed. You will go to your grave believing what you want to. About and this the is dollar. this is the power of the indoctrination. This is the Stockholm mm-hmm. syndrome. This is the. Uh, the mental gymnastics that people go through to ignore what is right in front of them, mm. the facts and evidence that is right in front of their faces if they'd only bothered to look with an open mind. Yeah, the idea that, oh, you're fleecing them out of, wait, wait, I'm fleecing them out of what I'm actively against and, you know, fleecing them into what I actually value. Fleecing them into more prosperity. How yeah. dare you? Yeah, and, and never mind the fact that objectively your ability to purchase with what I'm trying to fleece you out into is increasing substantially with great regular. We're fleecing you into making a voluntary choice for yourself <laughs> based on your own decision. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty is the number. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio with you tonight is Ian Bigless Mountaineer and the Reverend Captain Kickass. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. You can, of course, bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. You can join us online on our social media platform. Go to social.freetalklive.com. And uh, when you do that, you'll automatically follow several Free Talk Live hosts and uh, the show's account. And then, you know, if you want, you can unfollow us. But that just gives you something to follow initially. It's uh, it's basically a ripoff of Twitter, but without all the evil corporate stuff. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it works really well. It works great. And it's free. And uh, since we run the server, you don't have to worry about, like, you know, crackdowns on free speech like you get on Twitter and Facebook. Just don't spam, okay? And, you know, if you spam, you're gone. But otherwise, you can express yourself over there at social.freetalklive.com. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. Michael is on the line listening in Maryland to WDOV in Dover, Delaware. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, I just want to say that that last caller, Dave, is a loser. And he might listen every week, but he obviously doesn't hear what you guys are talking about. And I would also love to give props to Gigi. For being so open-minded, I love her to death, and I wish there was more people in the world like that and less people like Dave. And also, they're not called extreme orthodox. They're actually called 
Hasidic Jews. Well, she had a different name for yeah, it. She had never a, heard a, before. a few of them. There was uh, an L word. It started uh, with an L. Yeah. There was Chabad, which I thought was like an, an offshoot yeah. sort of a thing. I tried to look it up, and um, I found an article about uh, a group that was doing anti-vaccine ads on buses that were parodies of the pro-vaccine ads, and they had a completely Ooh, different name from me. anything you all were talking about, so I didn't mention it. I mean, uh, per- personally, I was surprised that there was uh, uh, so much hubbub about uh, fetuses in general from Judaism, given that like they, they didn't seem to be as, uh, as incredibly anti-abortion as, uh, say, the Catholic uh, church was. I want to thank Michael for the call, although he sounded a lot like a previous caller. Was it the same guy? John from uh, the same area. And I just want to oh. remind people we only do one call per night. So just in case it was the same guy. Uh, I want to go to Major Payne in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Major Payne. Yeah, crazy Dave just called in. I wonder if he made driving old rusty Fiat. The, the huh? Oh, David Nuss. Okay. In San <laughs> yeah, Francisco. Yeah. You remember the birthplace the of Mussolini, the, one of the original tyrants? Mussolini? Anyway. I don't know, original. Well, I mean, Mussolini was Italian. Yeah. Well, one That's of the original fascists. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying yeah, Mussolini yeah. came from San Tyrant. Francisco. Okay. Fascist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Major I Payne. know. I, t- I, t- I, t- I tied a long line together there. But anyway, um, good news. On the home front here, what's that? Doctor Oz, who we all know and trust, is running for the Senate. In I definitely don't trust yeah. him. I, I don't know him. By uh, number you, one, well, I don't, don't. I don't know him. Uh, but number two, if he's running for Senate, that's a good reason not to trust him. Well, I tell you what, both of his parents moved here from Turkey. He appreciates the freedom that they fled from. And, yeah, uh, a lot of these guys have well, a good no, story. Now, just play, hear, hear me out before mm-hmm. you start bickering. Uh, 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 he supports the Second Amendment, right? Sure he does. And uh, he, he's one of the first people that came on the radio and the TV and whatnot saying, we got to fight this virus with the soldiers that we have, not the soldiers that we or the army that we have, not the army that we don't, is how you phrase it. And he was talking about quinine and all the stuff that actually was making some impact on this stuff and the 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 uh fda has kept everything you know that we need or that does have possibilities uh repressed and they're only pushing their own damn agenda with this take the stab or shut up well apparently he was appointed to some sort of uh panel or whatever by donald trump so that's not exactly a ringing disappointed (laughs) uh you know this guy looks like just a standard issue republican just at first glance here i I suspect he's no ron paul thanks for the call tonight major Payne. i don't know He, he might be too attractive for politics I mean, in general, I don't know it's, what you're uh, into, but hey, man. N- well, no, it's in <laughs> general considered to be like uh, the the uh, the ugly Hollywood, basically. I want to switch gears here. Uh, I know, Captain, you're heading up the show tomorrow, so we'll yeah. get to your your stuff tomorrow on the uh, finding the unvaccinated. But uh, Peakless Mountaineer, you mentioned a story about Bitcoin, and since and since David in South or South Carolina, we got a lot of South Carolina calls. Mm-hmm. But David in San Francisco called in. He really just doesn't understand anything about it, and clearly doesn't want to because he doesn't want to listen uh, to anything that we have to say thank goodness there are open-minded people out there who are listening and uh give us some more evidence of bitcoin being hated by Mm -hmm. the federal government what's going on well and i i just want to give a a little bit of context here before i uh step into this that uh so jerome powell uh just had a uh a big that's the federal reserve yeah the the federal reserve chairman uh just had this uh big sit down with uh with congress and with uh janet yellen 
and uh, announced that uh, this in- inflation is not transitory. And in fact, he doesn't mm. want to use that term anymore because people keep thinking that that means that it's going to end. To end, right. And, he's, and he, he's like, no, I didn't ever mean that it was going to end. I just mean that it wasn't going to be have a permanent effect. Mm. And people think that, it, that transitory means short-lived. And this will at least last us until mid-next year. And mind you, all of his predictions on when uh, inflation was going to end uh, have been completely Failures. nonsense. Yeah. yeah, I just looked up the definition of transitory. Adjective, not permanent. Hmm, mm-hmm. wouldn't you know? wonder why people would get the idea that transitory meant not permanent. But yeah, so... Uh, well, it could be transitory in that it may be transitioning us to hyperinflation. If you're transi- you know, transitioning from one thing to another thing, you could be you, transitioning... No, 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 from that's a, transitioning from one thing into more of that. Well, of that unless effect. he meant it's going to be transitory in that it will transition us from inflation to hyperinflation. That's what I just said. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, Thanks. yeah, but that's... <laughs> hyperinflation is just more inflation. So, this I mean, true. like, if I say that this water is transitory, I mean, it's going to evaporate. I don't mean that it will bring but, a flood. But isn't hyperinflation just more inflation? It is. <laughs> All right. So what's the news, though, that you wanted to share? So the, the, the news that I wanted to share is uh, the SEC boss acknowledges that Bitcoin is a competitor for the U.S. banking system. Ooh. So let's see here. Uh, I'll skip a bit here. The uh, SEC chairman. This is the goon that's been going after various different crypto uh, companies like Library. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That guy. This bastard. Yeah. Well, and that's uh, and, and this is one of the things. So I, I actually watched the entire like two hour interview um, there uh, with this goon. No, no with uh, uh, with uh, the Fed chairman and the uh, Treasury oh, okay. uh, uh, director. God, that must have been and, awful. Um, eh. I, I, I'm fascinated by these things, wow. and boy, does she just have a hate on for stable coins. Ooh, is this uh, the Yellen yep. woman? Okay. Yeah, just like the second they get mentioned, she like amps her, her energy level and yeah. her volume about like, no, these things nice. are unregulated, and yeah. they might lead to concentrations of wealth. Oh, I love it when politicians cry. It's like, you mean concentrations of wealth and power that aren't in you? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. no. Right. So, um, uh, so she's going after this. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, SEC has been trying to figure out ways to to regulate cryptocurrencies. Yes, but have. I mean, the fact is that they're really, really hard to regulate. Sure. And I mean, these especially things, especially are... the more decentralized they are. Yes. Exactly. And th- and these things are so new that they can barely tell what they are, let alone figure out ways to hold them down. Especially because they're government goons, and they, you know, they got a real tough time moving quickly on anything. So that is one of the big benefits to being in the cryptocurrency sector is before the government gang can make a move. The cryptocurrency sector's like 100 moves ahead. Like right. they're like, oh, the government's now trying to figure out what to do about stable coins. Well, guess what, guys? By the time you put out whatever regulations you're going to put out and crack down on the centralized stable coins, the decentralized stable coins, they already exist mm-hmm. and you can't put your finger down on their central. There is no center. There's no corporate structure based in the US that you can just send a goon squad into and break their windows and kick their door and the data doesn't exist for the decentralized stable coins. Yeah, and one 
of the problems from their perspective with all of this is that even if they somehow manage to figure out how to regulate this one or that one, okay, well, you're just going to force a, force the market to move into a different coin. They will. So yep. if you yep. figured out how to buy enough Bitcoin to stop that system, okay, well, we're going to move to Ethereum. Oh, you invested in that one? Well, we're going to move to Monero. That yep. way it's more private. Oh, is that one uh, getting, is that one not working? Okay, we'll move to Bitcoin Cash. Because cryptocurrency is decentralized and nimble. Right. right. Nimble. Right. It has the the power to literally consume the existing financial infrastructure. And the reason why is because they never asked permission in the first place. Right. The crypto people just created this stuff. Well, and here's the thing. The financial world has been hopping quick, quick, quick to get used to every law that comes in. Now it's moving in the opposite direction. All of that genius, instead of being better at adapting to the laws, is getting better at avoiding having to get good at that. Yeah. And the law system just can't even catch up which is a wonderful thing for the future of freedom. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, you can join us at freetalklive.com.